life, and politics with Republican leanings. Welcome to Famila and Friends, the show that mutes the sound bites and noise pollution to bring you the discussions and informative interviews you want to hear. Hosted by nurse, published biochemical researcher, and former congressional candidate, Famila Ramos. Famila and her team of friends tell it like it is, and no topic is off the table. Get ready to cut through the clutter. Now here's your host of Famila and Friends, Famila Ramos, on The Answer San Diego. Good evening and welcome to the Family and Friends Show. I'm your host, Pamela Ramos, coming to you from sunny San Diego with, of course, a few of my very good friends, Kalina and Hazai. Hello, 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 friends. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Hi, guys. Kalina O'Connor here. Hi, guys. This is Kayam Hazai. Welcome back, my friends. Welcome back. And as always, in the studio with us is my favorite producer in the whole wide world, Producer Todd. Hi, Producer Todd. Well, you Mom. are my favorite show to run. What a coincidence. <laughs> I love oh. it. <laughs> my man, Pro- Producer Todd. You know, always a great time in the studio. And you know what? We're we're missing somebody. We're missing Elijah. I know. Yeah, he decided to ditch us and is having a fantastic time in Big Bear with his little guys. <laughs> Must <laughs> be nice. I know. I'm just fun. playing, Elijah. Just playing. Happy birthday to your little man, by the way. Hope you're having a great time with your boys. A well-deserved break. Enjoy the birthday trip. And speaking of birthdays, Kalina will be celebrating hers soon. Ooh. So happy, happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. So your birthday falls on the 11th of July. Tell us what your dad did for you as a child, you know, because it's a cute story. I love it. Okay, so 7-Eleven, you know, like the big liquor store, whatever it is, Uh the chain, they do every year on 7-Eleven, July 11th, they do free Slurpee Day. So my dad, when I was little, told me that they did it for my birthday. So everybody for my birthday got free Slurpees. And I believed it till I was like 11, (laughs) you know? Um, People would be lined up outside 7-Elevens. We'd show up. And I was like, oh my God, they all love me. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. So uh, does your birthday plan include 7-Eleven? You know it does. (laughs) Well, what else are you doing for your birthday? You know, I don't know. All the restaurants are closing down now because Corona again. Right. So family, I think you're going to have to throw me a rager in your backyard. Of course. It sounds amazing. You have the kiddie pool, right? (laughs) Yes, I do. Yes. Again, happy birthday to you. Let's get you a Slurpee after the show. Oh, thank you. You know, wait, so is no one going to sing me happy birthday Marilyn Monroe style? (laughs) Oh my God, are you kidding? Only one woman can pull it off and she's since passed and (laughs) God rest her soul. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah. So I wanted to do a little something different um, for this episode and talk about space, you know, the final frontier, the unknown and the Mm -hmm. possibility of alien life. It is after all the next level of Jumanji for us. I mean, we do need a break from the insanity. And yes, I can totally see that. Alien invasion coming this August. I definitely agree. (laughs) 2020 is I know, right? (laughs) You know, as a child, I used to lie on the slope of my hill in the backyard and stare at all the twinkling lights in the sky. You know, I used to marvel at how big the sky was and wonder what else was out there in our universe. I mean, I think that's pretty typical, especially at that age. And even now, I always wonder what's out there. How can you not? Right. I mean, isn't that why we have space exploration? Mm -hmm. I still can't get over that you were lying on dirt. (laughs) Isn't the universe never ending? You know, actually, science can now determine the size and the age of the universe. Um, do you ever notice the sound an ambulance makes as it approaches you? Then as it moves away, the sound shifts. Ooh. Yeah, it's called the Doppler effect. When stars are moving towards us, they make a special, specific type of uh, light as opposed to when they're moving away from us. Wow, twinkle, twinkle, little star. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I wonder. <laughs> yeah, so based on the specific light that the stars make, we can figure out which ones are moving in a certain direction? Right, so based on all this, scientists figured out that the, the, the universe was created 14 billion years ago. Hold on, did you say created? Because I thought scientists did not believe in God. Actually, some of them do. Not all of them are atheists. But going back to the original point, scientists believe that the universe began with a Big Bang, the Big Bang Theory. Sounds like an explosion. <laughs> Right. Yes, it was the biggest explosion ever, and supposedly everything you could imagine came out of this explosion. Hold on, including Pelosi? <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> well, according to scientists, at the first 10 to the negative 32 seconds, or 100 million trillion trillionth of a second. Crazy, I know, right? <laughs> the universe exploded from its starting point of one nanometer to 62 trillion miles. A nanometer is smaller than the tip of a needle. I mean, can you imagine? No. What is 100 million trillion trillionth of a second? I guess you can say that it's the opposite of... Filipino time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, definitely not Filipino time or even hammer time. But wait, so you're saying that the universe started 14 billion years ago. And if the universe expanded from something tinier than a grain of sand to, you know, 62 trillion miles in a trillionth of a whatever second, how big is the universe now? It's huge. Really huge. (laughs) (laughs) Right now, the universe is believed to be 93 billion light years in size. Wait, light years? 
You have a distance in, wh- um, in which light travels in one year. In, in miles, one light year is approximately one trillion miles. So let's break down the universe. Earth belongs to the solar system and rotates around our sun, which is a star. Stars near us um, all belong to the, our galaxy, the Milky Way. All the stars in the Milky Way rotate around the center of the galaxy. So thank you for the refresher in eighth grade science, Pamela. <laughs> no, that's, that's, it's actually fourth grade. I mean, I still have my solar system on at home. Do you want it? Yes. <laughs> What is it? What is at the center of galaxy planet rotate around the sun because of gravity? Can you imagine how much gravity there must be in the center of the Milky Way if it holds together all the stars and attracts uh, them to rotate around it? You know. You know there are about 250 billion stars that rotate around the middle of our galaxy. In the middle of the galaxy is a supermassive black hole. The black hole sounds evil. <laughs> Well, if God is light and hell is absence of light, then the black hole must be hell. I mean, there have been movies made on this. But let's stick to the concept of how big space is. Again, there are about 250 billion stars in our galaxy. Galaxies circle around each other in groups of 100 to 1,000 galaxies called galactic clusters. Um, There are about a million or 100 million galactic clusters in the universe. So in total, there are approximately like, what, 100 billion galaxies. You know, if the universe is so big, why haven't we seen life on it? There has to be life out there. You know, absolutely. And, you know, again, I've seen so many movies and TV shows to believe that this could be a possibility, yeah, right? Yeah. And in the last 10 years, scientists discovered that 75% of the stars in our universe have planets. Approximately 1% of the planets from other stars have basics we need for life, like water, hydrogen, carbon, and oxygen. Okay, so Elon Musk must be onto something since he wants to go up into space so bad, right? Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> doubt it. But before we get wrapped up into the X-Files, let me tell you about our guest tonight. No politicians, yeah. Not tonight, guys. Not tonight. We need a break. Tonight, we have Chris Miser, who has multiple degrees in business and biology, is the founder of a strategic asset management company called Viveris, and is on the board of To The Stars Academy of Arts and Science, Inc. Okay, that's a pretty cool name. And isn't that the founder of the company, the guy from Blink-182, right? Yeah, the alternative rock band. But wait, wait till you hear what they do. The company is focused on commercializing alien-derived technologies founded by a next-generation physicist, career intelligence officer, and an award-winning artist from Blink-182. This organization seeks to inspire, explore, and apply discoveries in ways that have a profound effect or impact on the future of humanity. In in December of 2017, To The Stars Academy of Arts and Science, Inc. became the first company to obtain official U.S. government footage of unidentified aerial phenomenon that was declassified and released to the public. So why not just say UFOs? Because that's what they are, right? Personally, Mm -hmm. you know, I like the the, the term UFO better. So do I. I But I guess it's more PC, you know, gets rid of that crazy stigma. (laughs) (laughs) So their team of experts examined UAP footage and believe that their analysis will show the public unaltered proof that UAPs actually exist. They've established themselves as a reliable source and an unrivaled leader in their field. Our second guest, and we've had him on before, is Tim Dixon. He's the CEO of Therapeutic Solutions International, is a pastor and past elder at Lighthouse Church in Oceanside, and he will give us a Christian perspective of life outside of Earth. Wow, definitely some lineup. Okay, so I want to go back to the 2.5 billion stars with planets that may support life in our galaxy. I thought you said there are 100 billion galaxies in the universe. You know, have you heard about the Fermi Paradox? No. You know, the great physicist Enrique Fermi asked the question, if the possibility of life on other planets is so high, why have they not contacted us yet? Maybe they have, and we do not know that they did. I mean, how do you explain the caveman drawings of UFOs? Oh, uh, how do you explain the Nazca drawing in Peru? The what? Nazca. You know, the the, the drawings of really large, strange Mm -hmm. creatures that can only be seen from, you know, the plains. Oh, you know, well, there's still not an explanation for how pyramids were built, right? And the precision and detail that went into building them cannot be replicated even today. That work could not have been done by humans. It just couldn't. No, but here's the point about aliens. Recorded human history is only about 10,000 years old. There, um, there are solar systems that have been around for billions of years. So if there is life on other planets, these civilizations could be technologically superior. I mean, like I said earlier, it's in the movies, right? Yeah. And, you know, think about it. They could be watching us now, these aliens, and laughing how stupid and primitive they are. (laughs) I mean, yeah, they're probably having a blast. It's like some sort of weird human soap opera for them. But, hey, at least we're progressing. I've heard that the computing power that guided the first man on the moon now fits in the iPhone. And like you said, we've only been around for, what, 10,000 years? Mm -hmm. Imagine how advanced alien life forms must be. Like in Star Trek. Are you a Trekkie? (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> Why not? Oh my gosh, you guys are weird. No, I used to love Star Trek, but I liked it better old school with Captain Kirk. You know, what about you guys? So, you know, I've never seen it, but mm-hmm. my grandma was on a bunch of Star Trek episodes. So awesome. I'm going to have to say that I love it. Sorry, grandma. I love you. But yeah, she was on a bunch. So I love Star Trek. 
How about you, Jose? Uh, me, I'm not too much into it, but sometimes. I'm mm-hmm. telling my grandma. Producer Todd, who do you like? Live long and prosper. <laughs> <laughs> All about that Star Trek. There we go. <laughs> you know, I wonder how long it would take for us to be that advanced, you know? I mean, by the time that happens, we'll probably be dead from climate change. We keep listening to those liberals. <laughs> I have a feeling that aliens are watching us. Yeah, <laughs> because it's good comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're already living amongst us as politicians. Ooh. You know, okay, I saw, I let it slide earlier, but please, no mention of politics today. You know, I know it's, I know you guys want to, you know, talk about politics, but this episode is about weird. Oh, come on. Those liberals are very weird. <laughs> and, and look at some of them. One of them looks... Looks like Beetlejuice. <laughs> oh my gosh, you must be talking about the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot. I mean, come on, she's not the only one that looks alien. No, she isn't. It's in all their eyes. I could name a few, but I won't. <laughs> guys, guys, let's get back to show. Here's something cool. Einstein figured out that the faster something is, the more mass they have and the smaller they become. As an object approaches the speed of light, its mass rises quickly. If an object tries to travel 186,000 miles per second, its mass becomes infinite, and so does the energy required to move it. For this reason, no normal object can travel as fast or faster than the speed of light. And time slows down too, right? Well, that's about you know that's what black holes are all about. You know, after huge stars die, the gravitational pull of a dead star is so great that light can't even escape. I mean, when this happens, light and everything around the black hole gets sucked in. I mean, there's some evidence when matter enters a black hole, it comes out in another universe, you know, or another dimension. Oh. Yeah. I mean, the surface of a black hole is called an event horizon. If you jump into the black hole, it's believed that you can travel faster than light. This is this is how aliens travel, right? I mean, have you seen that movie, The Event Horizon? Yeah. It was super bizarre, scary, and basically everything you're saying right now. Fella. Oh my god, it was so creepy and frightening. It's weird. It doesn't seem like Hollywood could have some intel that they they're sharing through the silver screen. <laughs> you know, I have a feeling there's a lot we don't know and aren't privy to know. Maybe our first guest, Chris Miser, might know. We'll be back with Chris. I mean, I'm pretty excited about having Chris on here. I, know, I also love Blink One Eighty Two. Sorry. I know. I love it. What is the light, guys? Oh my god! It's an unidentified UFO! <laughs> help us, producer Todd! Help! 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 <laughs> More of the discussions and informative interviews you want to hear is on the way with Famila and Friends on The Answer San Diego. No topic is off the table, and these intellectuals tell it like it is. It's Famila and Friends on The Answer San Diego. Now here's your host, nurse, published biochemical researcher, and former congressional candidate, Famila Ramos. Welcome back to Family and Friends, and on the line with us is a man of many talents and board member of To The Stars Academy of Arts and Science, Chris Miser. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hi, Family. Good to be with you. <laughs> welcome, welcome. 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 This is so exciting. Yeah. First off, tell us how you're doing. Uh, you know what? This quarantine is absolutely crazy, but it's uh, it's been interesting, too. You know, being based on lockdown for, for five months, not being able to travel, Probably for the longest period of my mm-hmm. life since I was, you know, 20 years old, it's really forced a lot of reflection and uh, kind of sharpening the saw on some personal skills and, and some business uh, things I've been trying to, to launch or trying to launch for a long time. There it's, we go. It's, that it's sounds good. Blessing, definitely. Well, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Let's start with your background. You're like, you are one of the only people I know that has the intellect of a Nobel Prize winning scientist combined with the business instinct of the Wolf of Wall Street with the compassion and insight of a monk. Tell us, <laughs> right? Tell us about your life, Chris, and how it, it led you being on the board of this interesting company. All right, you're very kind, Sam Buffett. Thank you. For <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's being modest now. I wish you set the, the bar a little bit lower because I could never live up to that expectation. Oh, come on. So, so uh, you know, I joined the board of To The Stars uh, Academy uh, about a year and a half ago. Uh, you know, I've, I've known Tom DeLong socially for a while, and, and uh, I've always just loved his passion mm-hmm. and his commitment to, to bringing positive change into the world. Um, you know, he, I think he kind of views that, that this whole subject of, you know, extraterrestrial life and UFOs and, and the kinds of phenomena that go along with it, you know, it's the, it's the biggest story in the history of humanity, and it it has the potential to, to bring us together in a way like that nothing else can. So mm-hmm. instead of being one political party versus another, one race versus another, one country versus another, you know, we're all human beings on this, you know, very special little blue marble. Um, and that these stories and, and the exploration uh, really is a, a wonderful uniting force. Um, you know, Tom is, he has an amazing background. He's a, just a brilliant artist, obviously, you know, started Blink-182, 
uh, his current band, Angels and Airwaves, is I think just a, a really important band because they bring a, a message with just amazing uh, music and and uh, kind of poetry. really good too, guys. Really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and their, their live shows are incredible. If you need <laughs> to see one, I give it a big thumbs up. But you know, his whole life he's been interested in in kind of paranormal stuff. He was, he was in the back of a tour van, driving around the world, reading books about you know aliens and and uh, extraterrestrial. Uh, existence and UFOs and psychology and things like that. And it's kind of, it's morphed into this institution that uh, really has an incredible breadth of talent, you know, uh, very impressive scientists, senior level members of government, uh, high level people from the entertainment industry to kind of explore and communicate these, these stories to a broader audience. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So, you know, the topic of today's show is aliens and UFOs. What are your thoughts about them? And please tell us why. Well, you know, we know there's things flying around in our airspace that we mm-hmm. can't identify. I mean, the Department of Defense and U.S. Navy uh, just recently, as you know, six months ago, confirmed that they have procedures in place now for what to do when they see these things. And To the Stars was instrumental in getting three videos released from the U.S. Navy that actually show uh, kind of an intercept between uh, a you know a world-class U.S. fighter jet with uh, a small collection of these unidentified aerial phenomena. Whoa. Uh, we call yeah, so uh, I actually posted those on YouTube. They've they've uh, been on the news. They've been on every mm-hmm. major news channel, you know, including CNN and Fox and ABC. Um, and um, you know, we don't really know what they are. I mean, they, they could be something that's advanced technology from the Russians or the Chinese. They, um, the government said it's not U.S. technology. They don't have any control surfaces, so they don't have like wings or uh, ailerons or things like that. And they don't have any known source of propulsion. There's no heat signature. There's no nothing you can see in the way of uh, like a jet engine. And they perform in ways that that kind of defy our current understanding of physics. So, so there's you know, something happening. From, yeah. There's something happening in our airspace. And, yeah. and obviously it's not something that we, we have the physics worked out on. And we don't see it from, like it doesn't pop up from Russia and then fly over here and fly back. Um, and, you know, so we know that there's something out there. You know, also, there, and there are a billion, billion Earths in the universe, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. it seems highly likely that one of those is going to have life on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're kind of, we're beginning to work out the physics of, of kind of gravity and time and uh, kind of this nonlinear way of traveling. I, I, I caught the, the, uh, the lead in when you were talking about uh, black holes and how that might allow um, travel faster than the speed of light. But, you know, if you think about, like, just, you know, Einstein's simple equation equals mc squared, if you can add enough energy to something, you can reduce its mass. And with no mass, you would have no resistance. You have mm-hmm. the ability to fly almost instantaneously between distances. Right. Um, and, and we also know that, you know, gravity warps space-time. So we're trying to kind of figure out, you know, how this could be possible. I, um, I don't think we, we have the ability to reproduce it yet from an engineering point of view. But it just seems like like all these signs point to something you know, some type of extraterrestrial life out there that's making contact with, with Earth. For sure. Um, For sure. You know, so, I mean, ultimately, I'm a scientist, so I kind of I believe in the data and I believe in kind of things that are reproducible. Mm-hmm. So we have lots of anecdotes, but don't really have a definitive answer either way. Obviously. Cool. Good. Quick question, uh, Chris: uh, Is there any way that, in your mind, you can reconcile the Big Bang with the notion of let light be, let there be a light? Could it not be the same thing? Uh, well, you know, that, that singularity, uh, obviously the big bang, you know, creates all the energy in the world, including light and dark energy and EMF and all kinds of things. So it it seems consistent as an explanation that, you know, we're trying to define ever more finely. Interesting. Interesting. So, okay. One of the found, the co-founders of To The Stars is Hal Puthoff. Is that how I say it? Yeah, Puthoff. Uh-huh. Yeah. He was a prominent scientist with um, with the Stanford Research Institute. He and Russ Taggart actually published in peer review um, literature the, the basis of remote viewing. Uh, why do you why do you think this work isn't more widely known? You know, Hal gave me a, a briefing on the physics of remote viewing, and it, it basically deals with quantum potentials. So the science is still largely theoretical, and mm-hmm. uh, the, the mathematics is really really complicated. So I think if someone wants to really understand it, you know, most mainstream outlets. Aren't going to take the time or have the, the intellectual horsepower to, to really understand it themselves. Um, you know, also it's it's hard to, to do control experiments with people. Obviously, I mean, there's just so many factors that right. yeah. make it hard to kind of reproduce the results they're getting. Um, but you know, Hal's trained a lot of people, 
Mm-hmm. And he, he, he seems to think that everyone has the ability to, to basically like tap into this, uh, this sense of perception that's, that can travel across distances and isn't relied on, on vision. Okay, I'm going to chime in here because I'm going to try to feel really smart like you and Pamela, Chris, because I did my research before, you know, before you joined us. During the Cold War, the CIA sponsored several programs in which people were selected for having the ability to, you know, remote view. And they actually used astral projection to spy on Russian military installations. Do you believe in astral projection and that the soul can leave the body? You know, I've seen some of the images that were created by the remote viewers. Compared wow. to the actual photographs, Ooh. Um, yeah, and it's it is amazing the level of accuracy and detail. When when a remote viewer who you know never left uh, an office building in California can draw a, a classified installation that might even be underground in s- someplace in Russia. Wow, there's definitely there's definitely a phenomenon that we don't fully appreciate. Yeah, that's a little crazy. Uh, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not sure about his actual projection. Like, I think if the if the if the body doesn't have some animating life force, doesn't have a soul, I guess more like the definition of death. I, I think it's probably more like, and it's just my hunch. I mean, I, I, I'm probably wrong, but my hunch is it's probably more like, like a, a, a sense, just like the five senses that can travel across space. You know, kind of like when you look at a, through a telescope to see the moon, you don't mm-hmm. have to physically go to the moon to see it. I think it's probably something similar to that. Um, separate from the body, actually leaving, being separate from the soul. Right. Ooh. Uh, do you believe that meditation like Hindu monks can actually help people leave their body and come back? I remember that, you know, that you have met the Dalai Lama and other Tibetan monks. Yeah, I've been kind of practicing the Tibetan Buddhist tradition for a long time, for uh, about 25 years. I've met just some amazing people from the, the Tibetan plateau. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the, the monks and nuns spend their entire lives developing their, their minds, and they they generate really intense states of compassion and grace that I don't think we really experience in the West uh, directly. Mm-hmm. And I think the sense of connection, uh, it, it, like, it like gives them almost like psychic abilities. They're things they just know uh, because they're so deeply connected to, to individuals, to the planet, to nature. Uh, it's, it seems like, like a psychic ability. Uh, in terms of, you know, can they leave their bodies and come back? There, there are all kinds of stories about monks that, you know, leave their bodies and go into the afterlife mm-hmm. or that can see past lives or that can bilocate and be in two places at once. Um, you know, I don't have any experience with anything like that. I've, I've not interviewed a monk that, that has that ability. <laughs> uh, I just, I've just heard the stories. I, I think anything's possible, you know, just for what I've seen. It's in the movie too. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of possible, I'm going to have to kind of ask a question that I know everybody listening wants to know. Do you believe that aliens crashed at Roswell? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, part of what To the Stars does is we actually curate material from crash sites. So we have a, about two dozen pieces of material of things that are from putative crash sites. Um, I'm not going to mention Roswell Area 51 in particular, um, but, you know, there are sites in Brazil, India. Um, I mean, there, there are a lot of places where they've been kind of documented multiple um sources confirming what sounds like a crash site and we've got uh like metal for example that doesn't naturally occur on earth we've got samples of things that that look like like parts of of machinery if you will that don't naturally bind uh with earth's gravity okay that's Uh, awesome i know chemistry yeah so we're actually we're exploring that right now We, we actually have a research agreement with the government to try to figure out kind of uh you know how to make these different these different, I guess they're, they're, they're metals ultimately, sort of, um, and then what the properties are when you expose them to different kinds of radiation or uh, you know different things that that would occur either in Earth's atmosphere or in space. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So we have we're we have about a minute left. Um, so tell us how can we invest in to the to the Stars Academy? Can anyone invest? Yeah. So uh, we're raising money through a reggae offering, which allows individuals to invest. It's it's similar to a public offering, but uh, it's a little bit different in terms of the SEC regulations. Mm-hmm. We had a, a reggae open that actually um, is going to close here in a couple of days, and we have a new one in registration with the SEC. So that, that should be open to the public uh, very soon. And then uh, you can just go on the website and you know fill out the paperwork. And, and What's the website? Uh, Real quick, directly. tell us. Uh, to the Stars Academy. Just go on the oh, to, to awesome. the That's easy. Wow. Okay. Way <laughs> to simplify it. 
Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you. We'll be back with Tim Dixon. <laughs> More of the discussions and informative interviews you want to hear is on the way with Pamela and Friends on The Answer San Diego. No topic is off the table, and these intellectuals tell it like it is. It's Pamela and Friends on The Answer San Diego. Now here's your host, nurse, published biochemical researcher, and former congressional candidate, Pamela Ramos. Wow, who doesn't love Elton John? <laughs> Welcome back. And as promised, we have Tim Dixon who's going to share with us his perspective on the existence of alien life forms and where God fits in in all of this. Welcome to the show, Tim. Welcome back, actually. We had you on a couple of weeks ago. So glad you can join us for this very special edition. Yes, it's a very special show. Kind of like our version of The Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Good to hear from you all. How you been? Good? Yes. Living yeah. the dream. How are you, Tim? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm great. It's good to talk to all you guys. So, what what do you got cooking? <laughs> We're talking about aliens today and science and space uh, and science. I was to a little bit. I, I heard the the guy you just had on. He was talking about some interesting stuff for sure. Oh, what did you hear? And do you have like an opposing viewpoint? <laughs> oh. Oh well, yeah. I mean, I do. Obviously. Yes. Yeah. Tell us, but, Tim. Tell us. Um. Well. Um. I, I just think that it's, uh, when you don't have physical evidence, um, it's really easy to speculate on a whole lot of things and then go off into a whole lot of areas about, you know, being able to so- see things underground in Russia and draw a picture of it. And it all sounds quite demonic to me, to tell you the truth. Oh, okay. So... Some scientists tell us that the universe is 14 billion years old. You have some different ideas. Tell us what they are. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's your starting point, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you begin, if you, if you believe in Big Bang, then yes, the universe is 14 billion plus years old. But if you believe in a biblical creation, then, um, you know, I look at it as a 6,000-year window you know, thousands of years, not billions of years. Oh. So our starting positions are in conflict um, right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you think that the redshift and Doppler calculations that people use to come up with the 14 billion years old is incorrect? Well, yeah, you know, first of all, the number keeps changing, by the way. You know, it was... <laughs> It was 13 billion, and then it went to 13 and a half, and then it's 14. Now it's even beyond 14, and then when they put the web telescope up, of course, they're even going to be able to see deeper into space. But I think that the evolutionary ideas involved are merely interpretations based on the assumption of evolution. So as a biblical creationist, I don't reject cosmological redshifts. Hubble... Uh, has already shown us that the universe is expanding and that we've seen cosmological red shifts of quasars, right? Mm -hmm. All those things point to a true biblical cosmology, not a big bang. Mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. So, Tim, is there any way that in your mind you can reconcile the big bang with the notion of let there be a light? Could it not be the same thing? Well... Yeah, two scenarios, I suppose, really. You know, in the view of evolutionary Big Bang, you're in need of both miracles and a miracle maker, but you have neither. Mm-hmm. But in the biblical view of a created universe, you have both miracles and a miracle maker present. So Big Bang requires a blind faith, but the biblical creation really provides for a reasonable faith. So... Can they be one and the same? No, I don't think so. Uh, I, 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 have, I have an eyewitness who told me he created the light. Big Bang says, I just ex- banged myself into, into existence. Mm-hmm. Where did the matter come from? Right. See, we have a problem there, right? You, you, you hear what I'm saying? Where did the matter come from that caused the Big Bang in the first place? Who created the matter? Yeah. God. Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. So right. Mm-hmm. So so we have we're we're in conflict in these two worldviews, if you will. So 
So what do you think is harder for an atheist to believe, that God created the world or that aliens came and seeded the world? <laughs> well, you know, it's a hard question because, you know, it's the individual person who's responsible to God, not the ideology that they follow, right? Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, for those people who deny that there's a God and that, you know, Big Bang caused all of this and random chance put all these things together, then it's probably easier to believe anything uh, other than believe in a loving God who created us and the universe that we live in out of love. Yeah. I mean, so do you ever notice how biologists who spend all their lives studying evolution, you know, they finally realize that evolution makes no sense scientifically. So then they say that aliens started life. Like, why do they hate God so much that they would rather believe in aliens than God? Yeah, well, you know, ask them where the flagellum came from, right? That's a (laughs) modem that that has gears that's made of tissue, cells. Mm -hmm. Who, who, Who designed that? Who is the designer? There has to be a designer. I mean, you have a watch on your arm, right? Mm hmm. Some watchmaker designed that watch and put that instrument together. It just didn't randomly come together from pieces falling out of the sky, right? Poof. <laughs> so, you know, the, 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 the Apostle Paul, I think, really framed it correctly in the first chapter of the Book of Romans. He said that they, meaning those who have denied God, mm-hmm. exchanged the truth about God for a lie, evolution, and worshipped and served created things, Big Bang, evolution, rather than the creator. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Makes sense. So if uh, alien exists, who made the aliens, Jim? Well, it's it's an if, Tazaya, right? If. Mm -hmm. As far as I know, they do not exist, right? But if they did, and you're an evolutionist, then it's the same Big Bang that brought them into existence brought us into existence at the same time. Yeah. But nowhere, at least in my understanding of the Bible, does God tell anybody that he created life anywhere else but here, on planet Earth. This is where he did his creative work. So I guess maybe there's a question. Is there life in the universe? You know, anything is possible with God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I would never say that there's no possibility for that, but you know, if you believe in 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 a in a creation rather than an evolution, then um, what is the purpose of those other civilizations or other, you know, right? Species? Yeah. Right. So, do you believe that that the universe is about ninety billion light years? Yeah. I mean, you mean across? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I think the universe is you know is ever expanding. Not the object, right? Earth isn't expanding. We're not. We're not getting bigger. Um, but the space around the galaxies and nebula that are out there, all of that is expanding. And isn't it an amazing thing? We're back to the watch, right? Uh-huh, right. You know, all of these moving things that are out there. You know, all of these, all of these massive objects that are in space that contain massive amounts of our energy. Space all around them is expanding, and yet they're not crashing into each other. You know, that says to me that somebody is watching over that. Mm -hmm. that Somebody's hand is upon that, right? So do you believe in UFOs, or do you believe that there may be, you know, demonic deceptions? Well, um, yeah, I I believe in several things. Um, I, 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 I believe that from time to time, just like the guy you just had on was talking about, they film this stuff, mm-hmm. doesn't have any proposal, doesn't have a heat signature, right? I believe people see things in the sky all the time that are unknown or unidentifiable, flying objects. Yeah, I believe there are UFOs, but that in and of itself does not mean that, you know, you're being deceived by a demon or that it's some kind of an alien craft. You know, the stealth aircraft, we're seeing many times in the sky as UFOs, unidentified flying objects, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they weren't full of little green men. Well, <laughs> maybe they were full of men in green flight suits, right? With U.S. Air Force on it, but they weren't little green men. But listen, on the other hand, I think there's plenty of evidence that 
that could very well uh, be demonic deception. Listen, demons are supernatural, and they can take shape and form. Satan himself appeared as a snake in the garden to Eve, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, yes, of course, a demon could—their de- whole purpose is to deceive you. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a Jesus, good point. Jesus told Satan and his followers that he was, a, he was a liar from the beginning and that he's the father of all lies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Where do you think heaven and hell are? Are they in the universe or are they in any other universe, Tim? Wow. Well, you know, I think that they're both real places, right? Right. But they're eternal places. There's no clock ticking on the wall. So I don't know if that's within our universe or outside of our universe, but I know one place is holy and the other is unholy. You know, hell to me, really the definition of hell is the absence of God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. So, so maybe a creepy black hole. Yeah. Or, oh, my goodness. Eastern well, Ali- thank you. There's your answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not hell. Right. So you, do, could demons and aliens be the same? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, absolutely, right? Um, why not? Abductions? Of course. Demons take take full possession of human beings. I mean, physical possession. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so we're, we're running short on time. Yeah, Tim, do you believe people can travel outside of their body and come back in? No. No, I don't. <laughs> that was I short mean, and easy. Listen, there's a lot of groups and individuals that claim they can. The Rosicrucians, for example, they're right here in Oceanside. They believe they can astral project their soul into the universe through these portals that are inside the ceiling of their temple. There's, there's, it's very strange. They have 12 of these portals, and under each portal is a painting that represents a facsimile of one of the apostles and one of the constellations like Peter is Virgo and they believe that when Virgo aligns with that portal in their temple that they can astral project and go see Peter who they say was not a human but was actually an extraterrestrial wow wow that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome information it's all a little bizarre yeah thank Thank you you so much Tim Uh, thank you Tim question you asked the question yes (laughs) Thanks so much, Tim. We'll be back with Dear Diary. More of the discussions and informative interviews you want to hear is on the way with Famila and Friends on The Answer San Diego. Cameron John here. The fall semester is here, but there's a few of these half-off tuitions still left. So it's your last chance to get your student a private Christian education. Give them the very best education possible for half price with the K-Praise Half-Off Tuition Program. K-Praise family member Debbie was paying for her grandson's private Christian education. When they go to a private school, they're being taught about Jesus. They're coming home with Bible verses and good songs and happy things instead of coming home with some of the different things that they are going to learn in public school that you don't have any kind of control over. But paying for his Christian school was a challenge. And the Lord kind of took over and they gave him this half-price tuition. Really, it's just a godsend. For advice to the K-Praise family? Look into their half-price tuition. I'm just very happy with the whole program. Can you believe the fall semester is already here? Classes are filling up fast and registration will close soon. So go to kprz.com and see the list of half-off tuitions available right now. Then call us, 844-800-5757 and secure your child's place now. That's 844-800-5757. 844-800-5757. No topic is off the table, and these intellectuals tell it like it is. It's Famila and Friends on The Answer San Diego. Now here's your host, nurse, published biochemical researcher, and former congressional candidate, Famila Ramos. Welcome back, and you certainly don't want to miss a thing. Who's still listening to that in 2020? (laughs) You're listening to Famila and Friends, and that was Aerosmith, one of my all-time favorite rock bands with their hit from 1998, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, from the Armageddon movie soundtrack. I mean, I love that song and that movie. Bruce Willis was amazing. Bruce Willis was amazing, and I feel like I need a baby doll dress on now, right? <laughs> right. Gotta check it out. 
You know, I have to be honest, I like the song better than the movie. I mean, I love the rugged raspiness, yet vulnerability of Steven Tyler's voice in that song. The lyrics are sweet and the musical arrangement is beautiful. You have classical meets rock serenade. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of the Guns N' Roses November, November Rain song, minus the amazing guitar solo from Slash. It's <laughs> another great song, yeah. right? <laughs> but imagine if that movie plot were to happen next month. Asteroids, nuclear bombs, the end of the world. I mean, that's pretty gnarly, but aren't we always threatened with those scenarios? Like. <laughs> Right, I know. Um, and, and I mean, I'm still waiting for the killer hornets, but now they're saying it's a bubonic plague? Oh, oh. Too late for that. I'm waiting for the UFOs. UAPs, is I UAPs. <laughs> Potato, <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> well, we're ready to wind down, so go ahead and grab yourselves a glass of warm milk or a hottie toddy. As usual, we're starting this segment off with Dear Diary. But before I get to that, I'm curious to know, what's your favorite sci-fi movie or television show? Let's start with his eyes since he Netflix and chills a lot. <laughs> I would say um, <laughs> since the childhood, you know, it was Terminator. Okay. Yeah, yeah I love that. Love yeah. that. Governator. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and then uh, I think now it's... Uh, all time goods is Matrix. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Matrix, that's a good one. What about you, Kalina? I'm going to have to do the show that my grandma was on a bunch, okay? Because I haven't seen it, but I'm yes. going to have to say that I love it and I'm mm-hmm. a total fan, all that. <laughs> you are. But I like Star Wars. Yes. I'm sorry. I like Star Wars. That's mm-hmm. my secret, you know? <laughs> yeah. What about you, Producer Todd? You mentioned it earlier and they brought it back. I, the Twilight Zone. I really oh, like those yes, sci fi yes. kind of with a twist at the end. Yeah, yeah. I, love I dig that. it too. You know, nice. I enjoy sci-fi because it uh, it gives us a break from reality. And re- reality right now is just, you know, I don't know, out of this world. Oh, good one. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm starting to wonder if all the crazy things that are happening could, you know, be based on, you know, sci-fi, right? Um, but if we're going to pick a movie, um, I've, I'm going to go with M. Night Shyamalan's Signs. I mean, his stories always have supernatural plots and twists. I mean, this movie stars Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix, to name a few. Wait, hold on. You only like that movie because you crushed on Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He was my pretend <laughs> husband for a little bit. But, you know, I since divorced him. And, and um, now I'm happily engaged to um, my pretend high school sweetheart, Keanu Reeves. Ooh. <laughs> but seriously, the movie Science has everything you want in science fiction film. Crop circles, a former priest questioning his faith, and of course, extraterrestrials. Sounds like a good Netflix and chill movie. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely check it out. Now check this out. Dear Diary, I believe in God, but I understand that God is an enigma. God is beyond space and God is beyond time. It says in the Bible that God was uncreated. He existed before the universe existed and he will exist after the universe dies. And there are things in our minds that are difficult to to grasp, like the laws of physics, trigonometry, and space. How do we explain only seeing a, a portion of the energy spectrum or not being able to hear certain sounds that animals can hear? It's like trying to explain um, to a hearing impaired individual what a Beethoven symphony sounds like or to a blind person the colors of a sunset. How do we explain the, mystery, the mysterious abductions of children or how Jeffrey Einstein committed suicide? Oh wait, those are explainable, which is why we need God even more. Evil comes in many forms and sometimes it's right in front of us. What separates Christianity from all other religions is the belief in God, who is beyond space and time, who actually became man to save us from evil. Christians believe that the only way to heaven after Adam was seduced by eating the apple is through the blood of Jesus, who died for our sins. As a child, I used to stare in the sky and wonder if God was in one of those stars, the same star that guided the wise men to Jesus. And I'd also wonder if we were the only living beings in this vast, unimaginable void. With all our everyday responsibilities and commitments, it's easy to lose sight of how beautiful the world is, how beautiful the universe is. We forget to appreciate its beauty and wonder. Take, for example, some of the other planets in the universe. Though uninhabitable, are still magnificent in their own ways. The extremely hot atmosphere of exoplanet WASP-76b rains liquid iron. Then there's my favorite, the gaseous planet Jupiter, with its marble-like appearance. Scientists even discovered planets from a twin solar system with twin stars, just like in Star Wars. Think about it. We're really small in comparison to the great big universe, which causes me to speculate. Do we as Christians believe that life exists in other parts of the universe? If other civilizations exist, did Jesus die for them as well? Well, let's go back to what we do know. There are people that believe that aliens exist, and then there are people suggesting that aliens are demons. Maybe aliens live in another dimension, and as a result, we call them angels or devils. Coincidentally, we refer to angels as beings of light. We've all heard the typical stories about UFOs and alien abductions, which raises numerous questions. First, if there are civilizations that are more powerful than us, why haven't they openly made contact? Do they present themselves only to certain people and not to everyone? What causes this preference? Since the development of the atomic bomb by the Americans at Los Alamos, there has been a major correlation between UFO sightings and nuclear missiles, as well as nuclear reactors. 
There are so many UFO sightings around military bases that the government has actually developed SOPs on how to deal with such events. Starting in the 1950s, if an armed forces member witnessed a UFO, they would need to complete one of the U.S. Air Force's UFO questionnaires for Project Blue Book. This Project Blue Book was an initiative started in 1952 and in nearly decades collected about 12,000 cases of UFO sightings. It was designed to be a fair and honest look at the UFO situation. After 20 years, the founders of Project Blue Book proposed that the National Security Council actively debunk UFO reports to ensure UFOs became the subject of ridicule. It also recommended that UFO investigative and research groups be monitored by intelligence agencies for subversive activity. In other words, let's keep the public in the dark about this phenomenon. Maybe because of the 12,000 cases filed, 5,000 of them had no possible explanation. The armed forces still receives many reports on UFO sightings, even after Project Blue Book closed in 1969. Then in April 2019, the U.S. Navy confirmed it was updating its guidelines for how pilots and personnel should report what it calls unexplained aerial phenomena, or UAP. In a statement to Political, the Navy reported that there have been a number of reports of unauthorized and or unidentified aircraft entering various military-controlled ranges and designated airspace in the recent years. The Navy also stated that it was updating and formalizing the process by which reports of such suspected incursions can be made to the cognizant authorities. The Navy's announcement about its UAP reporting guidelines comes a year and a half after the New York Times revealed the Pentagon had a secret advanced aerospace threat identification program from 2007 to 2012. Luis Elizondo, the former Pentagon official who led the classified program and is featured in history's new show, Unidentified Inside America's UFO Investigation, resigned because he felt that the Pentagon wasn't doing enough to identify and combat UAPs. Elizondo has said that he thinks that they could be a threat to national security. Now we know that um, there are people in the armed forces who have seen U UFOs and UAPs that they're being censored. The Blue Book is now public and states black and white that recommendations were to, dis to discredit anyone that talks about UFOs. The government does know something, so much so as the created Space Force, whose duties include protecting the interests of the United States in space, deterring aggression in, from, and to space, and conducting space operations. I mean, the mysteries of the universe are beyond the grasp of man. God said, I am the Alpha, I am the Omega. He also said, in the beginning there was the Word, and the Word became flesh. I believe through science, we actually get closer to God. What do you guys think? You know, so I, I feel really stupid right now, Famla. So that Dear Diary was absolutely fantastic. And I'm going to need you to email it to me so I can go through everything and learn. Um, <laughs> but yes, I believe that, you know, the more we study science, the closer we get to God. And I'm so blown away by everything you just said that I, I got to take it in a second. So I'm going to pass it to Hazai. Hazai? I would say that, you know, God, uh, I would say that God, uh, science and God can go to to certain extent together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, once you reach that, that level, it just uh, basically you have to just uh, science basically needs proof. God right. is basically believe. Mm -hmm. believe. God comes in the heart, basically. Right. So they don't go together. Absolutely. Yeah. So what about Space Force? Would you actually join Space Force? Be all you can be in space? <laughs> be all I can be. It's kind of like being like, what, a Boy Scout or something? Right. Yes. yes. Okay. I mean, yeah. If, if I'm going to hang out with some aliens and they're going to be cool and all that, yes, I'm down. <laughs> I think Space Force is actually amazing. It's a new trend now for, for countries right now. You know, all the military power is nothing, basically. It's all space now. I mean, we got to be careful because like Pamela said in Dear Diary, people who talk about UAPs or UFOs are getting silenced. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So shh, shh, be quiet. We can't <laughs> have her be silenced. Yep. It's all about electromagnetic spectrum in the space. Um, so I want to know where you got the inspiration for the show, because it's pretty rad. I know. I know, right? It's um, from my hairdresser, Rafi. I mean, I told him about the show and he gave me some interesting ideas. He's a really smart guy. I and mean, he's the one that mentioned UAPs and Space Force. I mean, I had no idea that these existed. I mean, I looked it up and now here it is on Family and Friends. Wow, that's awesome. You know, so now I'm dedicating the show to the best and most handsome hairdresser I know, Rafi from One Hair Salon. Go Rafi. So do you think that some scientists believe that God is an alien? Well, if you study life carefully, you see the signature of God, the creator, everywhere. As scientists start reali realizing that evolution makes no sense, they start becoming more super superstitious than the religious people they make fun of. I mean, they start saying that the earth was initially seeded by aliens. These scientists are so demonic that they would rather believe in an alien than believe in God. So when you say evolution makes no sense, what exactly do you mean? You know, as a follower of the, of the Bible, evolution may make sense. In the Bible, the first thing that God did was let there be light. And this could have been the Big Bang. 
I mean, the order in which God made the universe in the Bible is the same order in which evolution teaches us that the world was made. First the universe, then the stars, then the earth, then animals, and finally people. I mean, I have no issues with that. I have an issue with scientists that don't understand the complexity of life and that it can just pop out of some random mixture of chemicals. Yeah, you know, I don't see that coming out of my son's chemistry set. But let's go back to the aliens. Do you think that they've recently visited Earth? Because I heard someone mention that the computer chip idea was reverse engineered from an alien UFO. And isn't Qualcomm technology associated with microchips? Mm -hmm. And maybe Sarah Jacobs' so-called victory in the 53rd was a result of alien manipulation. The only real chance of Democrats winning is with the alien interference. So yes, aliens have been visiting us for some time. Okay, you guys are corrupting the show with talk about (laughs) politics and Democrats. I mean, I think you actually mean the Democrats are corrupting this country. Good one. (laughs) (laughs) You know, all kidding aside, there have been stories of aliens being present at important human events. For example, during the moon landing, there were reports of UFO-shaped objects, but maybe they're man-made. Who really knows? I'll tell you, God. Praise to God who is the most merciful and the most beneficent and whose commandment is everlasting. Yes. Amen. Amen. You know, I don't know if aliens exist exist or not, but I do want to propose something new. It's the family paradox. You know how government is always lazy and inefficient, right? Right. Well, if they are inefficient, how could they have possibly kept aliens secret for this long? Wow, that's a good point. Seriously. (laughs) Well, you know, let's end by thanking God for making this beautiful universe full of mystery and marvel. Dear God, we stand in awe admiring the wonders you created before us, the infinite stars, the innumerable planets, and the countless galaxies. We thank you for having given us the scientific curiosity and the means to explore and give glory to your handiwork. And most importantly, thank you, God, for having given us yourself, becoming one of us and dying so that we may be with you in heaven one day. Amen. 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 So have you guys heard about the new study about intelligent alien civilization? No. What did it say? There's this new study that suggests that there are over 36 intelligent alien civilizations in the Milky Way galaxy. Really? Yep, and it makes us a 37. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, friends, no topic is off the table. That about does it for tonight. I hope you enjoyed this cosmic installment of Family and Friends. I'm Family Rama signing out. Good night and God bless. Good night. Thank you for joining us for the discussions and informative interviews you want to hear on Famila and Friends. To learn more about Famila Ramos, how to be a guest or sponsor on the show, visit FamilaandFriends.com. Tune in at this same time every week for more Famila and Friends on The Answer San Diego.